From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here this uh, morning, back with you, normal uh, time slot after uh, Neil did his civic duty yesterday and clearly is with us, not with uh, with them today. So we'll uh, we'll talk some recruiting. Oh, so happy. It's a uh, commitment from Marcel Reed, the Nash- Nashville area quarterback yesterday. What does that mean for Jaden Rashada? We'll go over that a little bit. Also, we will... Uh, it, uh, just kind of some transfer portal stuff in general, kind of what, what's going on with the football program. Good bit of football today. Ole Miss baseball in Pearl tonight, a 6 o'clock start for uh, the Bulldogs and the Rebels, the fourth straight meeting um, in, a, in a week's time between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and Ole Miss finishing up its, uh, its Pearl double deal for the season, too. They played Southern Miss a few weeks ago. That game's on CBS, State. correct? 2.30 CBS, yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, as always, no streaming through Pearl. I... I, I, I don't know, not my area, but they never do. I don't know why. I got nothing, but that is never something that they uh, that they do. It is odd, isn't it? I, I don't understand it. Everybody else, because if it's on TV, they're cool, but it never streams. It almost makes me wonder if the deal is, hey, it makes people come because there's no other way to watch it, and they think it adds 500 tickets or something to the the attendance the Mississi- to the Mississippi Braves correct. or whatever. Yes, yeah. it's the college series or whatever that the Braves benefit from or Trustmark benefits right. from or, or whatever. And it's it's a moneymaker. I mean, they they fill it up for all that because, you know, they've got, you know, State plays Southern, obviously. Occasionally you'll have some other games as well. They do a good job with it. I mean, it's well done. Yeah. But, but that would be my, my guess is that it's almost like a blackout. So you, you're, you're saying you think it's not streamed intentionally. Well, if you can do TV – Again, not my area. If you can do TV, why couldn't you do a stream? Well, you could. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, the game for a long time, you know, if, it, if it's chosen to be on what used to be Fox Sports or, some, you know, Fox Sports South or something back in the day. Yeah, sure. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if somebody has the answer, feel free to let me know. But that's it. Uh, Ole Miss throwing Drew McDaniel tonight. Look, they, they still have a pitching issue Well, overall, but a, a depth issue. I mean, I don't know how long John Gaddis is out, but he had an appendectomy eight days ago. You have to think at least a week or two. I would think. At least. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of twisting and turning with that core there. And then Jack Washburn still coming back from the uh, the hamstring issue, whatever that uh, what that is. So that's, that's the setup for today. We'll talk about those things and more. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials five sixty nine. You know, by now, two sides bread, 32-ounce drink, as somebody said in the stream. Thank you for remembering. Uh, I want to give you 10 bucks. We can do that by taking a picture of the QR code and any pump that's Blue Sky related here in Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. Take a picture. Just download the Exxon mobile app. 1,000 bonus points. 1,000 bonus points equals $10 with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do it. I've done what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Uh, guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer, uh, great beer selection, full bar. 
and more. I noticed yesterday looked like some of the college kids are probably starting to head out. So Close. Things thinning out a little bit. So if you want to It's not as good as Christmas as far as moving around yeah, yeah, and yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, 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 that three weeks, two weeks in Christmas is, is pretty nice. In fact, I was telling I was telling Jason Greer the other day, um, he was kind enough to come over and watch some of Carson's soccer game on Sunday, and we were we were talking, and I told him that that time it's like December the tenth till about December the twenty second is just fantastic. You can park, you can eat, yeah, you can go and then, wherever. And then everything is. closes for a few days, and then the week between Christmas and New Year's is awesome. The deal with summer is that there's more students than ever coming back for the first and second yeah. terms and the full terms. Now it's laid back, it's low key, whatever, but, but it's we do, still crowded. We, we do get a studentless break from about May the 10th or so until June about 1st. June 1st. Because the Maymester doesn't count. There's not yeah. enough people back for Maymester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they still call it that, the intercession thing. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, 662-257-1900 for Clark Ford and then for Rafters. It's in, in Oxford on the Square and also in New Albany. It is, yes. Uh, all right, so how long were you there yesterday? <laughs> when did you get out? Um, I was there for about three hours. Um, I got number 39, and I knew right away I'm probably in good shape. Oh, what, That's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the higher the number possible. Okay. Two is not good. No. If you get number two, you're like, oh, I got to get out of this. Because they're going to bank some early. Yeah, but then you start watching people come up with reasons to get out. And one guy was like, a couple were legit, like health reasons. Then one guy was like, hey, if you know the defendant, one guy goes, that's my cousin. Oh, really? He got out. How close a cousin we got to be? We all cousins. How how close we got to get? (laughs) literally went through my mind. (laughs) I was like, you know, we're probably related somehow. I mean... <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes. Uh, yeah. Did you hear some really bad excuses? Well, you go up and oh, so you don't hear the whole. Yeah, thing. you don't hear everything. Okay. You know, you can, like one person was having a hard time walking or something, and I think they got out because sitting in a thing with their foot bad was going to be a problem. Oh. You know, stuff like that. But you watch the people fall off, and you're like, okay, that's four, five. You know, at this point, you're contemplating: Do I play the "I don't think I can be fair" card just because I don't think I can be fair and run the risk? And when you're sitting in a courtroom, you think: Do I really? And then, <laughs> and I shouldn't. Your conscience does kick in a little bit and go, "Okay, I'm yeah, making I'm, up something here." I'm not under a vow anymore, like a oath or whatever, because they put you under oath. Even when you're in the general pool that, hey, you can't talk about jury duty or the case or whatever. But I think I've been dismissed. So you're fine. The defendant was going to represent himself. And I was having some uh, Lindsey Miller flashback. Like there was a part of me, Chase. That thought, hey, I'm here for the show. (laughs) There was a part of me that was like, I don't really want to leave now. (laughs) I mean, because you could see where that was going. Pro tip. If you're not an attorney, you don't need to represent Ever. yourself. No matter what. Ever. Lindsay, Find a law student if you have Lindsay to. Lindsay Miller know. Esquire was a total disaster. That was a comical disaster. Who's more frustrated when the defendant does himself? Is it the prosecutor or the judge? 
has to be the judge. Because he has to explain so many things, and it becomes well, a babysitting I mean, session. You have a constitutional right to defend yourself. Sure. So, but you have you But have, you literally are teaching law to the person as you go. Well, it's just never going to work. Because like I said, I still believe to this day, because there's no reason for him to have been involved, that Steve Ferris wasn't going to do anything, and then he went, hold on, he's representing himself? Well, i got to see this. I, I'll take this one. I'll, I'll head in today. I almost think he was there that day as a show of sympathy. Oh, like a support. almost like, hey, hey we're... like I, I don't want to send some young buck in <laughs> Who's going to get off? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to consume him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spit him out and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then reconsume him. Yeah. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. So. <sighs> anyway. Okay, that's done. How many jurors were brought in total with the pool? Uh, 50. Okay. 50 felt like. And they keep 14? Yeah. Okay. So when I got 39, I was like, yes. I felt good at that point. Okay. The only other thing that strikes you about court, then we'll get off court. You're fine. Is we're going to kill a segment. We were there from 830. We started at 830. I probably got dismissed around 11 because I called you. We have three recesses in that amount of time. Take a 15-minute break. Take a 20-minute break. I mean, do you guys get anything done? What were the breaks for? People go to the restroom or whatever. I mean, so it wasn't you... for the attorneys to be like doing Well, things. one time it was. But the other time it was like, hey, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Very concerned with people's comfort, which is good. But come on. Let's go. I mean, if I took a 20-minute break every hour. You're not getting much done. Yeah. It's kind of running, 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 running. Something I was going to mention, I thought this was interesting, and this is this is, this is bashing what, because they should be better. This is for robot umps. But I, did you see this yesterday? So, um, It's the Angel Hernandez game? Yeah. Did you see the score? Okay. so I've not seen the umpire score. Okay. So, catch everybody up. We all know umpires suck. We know everybody's talking about robot umping, and do you do that for balls and strikes, and you just place that in. Much like tennis uses the Hawkeye system to tell you if a ball's in or out. Something along those lines. And this is more of, if the major league umpires are this bad, what do you expect the college umpires to be? Like, because yeah. the velocities are essentially the same. So, like, it, it, there's an impossibility that the college umpires are going to be really, really, really good. Because the major league umpires are missing at a historic rate right now, for whatever reason. To the point that it's prompting this robot thing that probably is going to be a thing before yeah. it's over. Um, but point being, <clears throat> on Monday, Kyle Schwarber was ejected. Um, a lot of people not blaming him because the ump shows are awful. Um, Shohei Otani has had, did you see this? Otani is getting one of some of the worst strike zones in Major League Baseball for an MVP. It's really weird. He is, I want to say on... I forget the exact stats. I probably need to find it. But essentially, the number of times that he has thrown a ball, but it is called a strike, is 10%. It's like 10.6%. Okay. And there was one yesterday that was, I mean, a foot low and called a strike. And they said he must be the most patient man on the planet because he just kind of shook it off and went on about oh, his business. When, when he's hitting. Yes, hitting, not pitching. Hitting. Okay. Yes, he is getting a terrible strike zone while he is hitting. So... Angel Hernandez on Monday 
below average everywhere. This is coming from Umpire Scorecards, which is a really cool follow, by the way, if yeah, you're interested in that. It is. Uh, his strike accuracy. You know, remember, there's going to be some that are very obvious. So, like, let's think that in consideration, too. I mean, if you're way off the zone, you get credit for it, even if it's like a two inch putt, you still get a made putt. Right. 77% accuracy. That's that's inexcusable. For Angel Hernandez. It's 77. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, both the Brewers and the Phillies were upset with him all night. I mean, everyone's focused on Schwarber's meltdown. As a huge Kyle Schwarber fan, I can tell you that for Kyle Schwarber to get to that place, it this is a, not a hothead. He's he one missed of the calmer players. There were eleven strikes thrown that he missed. Eleven. How are you that season and been around that long and be that bad? I don't know. Because that's not. Oh well, you know what? Breaking ball really breaks. I don't know. No, no, no. This just means you suck. What strikes me about the college umpiring, and again, I've watched a lot of SEC baseball this year, is they chase the the one that they miss. A guy throws a sweeping breaking ball, and it's outside, and they give him that call over and over and over, and then where the college umps are really bad, and where, frankly, if you're smart, you steal strikes routinely is if you set up off the plate just a, just a little. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a You can't go six to nine out. Yeah, but yeah. if you set up off the plate and he hits the target, it's a strike. Yeah, you get credit for hitting the target. And so the left-handed hitter who looks at, looks at the pitch and goes, that's outside, ends up losing his mind when it gets called a strike because he was looking right at it and he knows it was not a strike. And it's mostly the left-handed hitters, it seems. This is my observation. I could be wrong. I have no science. I have no data. But I've watched a lot. It's the left-handed hitters um, giving way too much on the outside. It's not even corner. It's off the plate. And that's a strike. And then it becomes a strike over the course of the day. And for the hitters, it's just It's frustrating. The college zone is so big, yeah, and then it seems to grow as the day goes on. Yeah, and it might grow out. It might grow up, down. It, it, it always it, grows out. Yeah. Consistently grows out. And you get a lot of high strikes. You get a lot of high strikes, and they miss the bottom of the zone. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can drop curveballs in that are strikes that they do not get they called. Won't, they won't call it. But you'll see the guy that throws the loopy curve uh-huh. and – because it lands in the catcher's mitt, <laughs> they go strike. But it came in at his neck, and I'm like, dude, that was that was a way above the letters. Yeah, and this isn't you know an Ole Miss thing or whatever. This is just in general. I mean, I was watching um, uh, Vanderbilt the other day, uh-huh. and it was that way. This high strike, and the hitter just because you spent your life building plate discipline. Yeah, sure. And if you're a pro prospect, plate discipline matters. Your command of the strike zone matters. And suddenly this pitch is up above you and you're not swinging and it's getting called a strike. And you you can't rewire your brain in that short period of time. So I see it in the stream and it's the answer that there are unions for umpires in Major League Baseball. Um, Essentially it's tenure. But 
I mean, are they reprimanded at all? Like, do they just not care? I mean, you literally can't lose your job for performance at all? I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I mean, does, has an umpire been fired for sucking ever? I, I I think they've pushed a couple into retirement. Well, that's not the same thing. But no, I don't think so. So once think, you're there. I think it's kind of like having tenure. Yeah. And then you run into things that these guys get older, their eyesight worsens. I mean, you start running into just health. And, I wish and, I could remember where I was listening to it. I was, I was driving, and I was listening to some show or podcast or something, and this topic came up, and it apparently is a topic of concern in baseball circles that they've got to go get younger umpires. And I think I was – it may have been about officiating in general because they were talking about this at the NBA level too making sure that they have young officials that are being trained because of the speed of the game and the athleticism of the players and, and all of that. So I read here, this is just a really quick Google search. This is from ESPN, a story about eight ways umpiring can improve in Major League Baseball. And it says the truth is some umpires do get fired or sent back to the minors, but when some umpires have put in three seasons in the big leagues, the rules change. At that point, Major League Baseball is required to work with them to correct their issues, and they can only be let go for repeated offenses over a long period of time. Yeah. Probably not a long line. And I don't really understand why. Probably not a long line of people waiting to do the job. You know, and they've uh, cycled out some minor league teams, and so there's fewer minor league umpires now. That's true. And I'm not seeing a lot of college umpires go, God, he ought to be doing the Braves Yankees tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, damn, he, he's, he's a pro out Man. here. He, I mean, he's I, a pro. I'm not picking on the college umpires because I realize that it's not their primary gig. Don't get me wrong. They have day jobs. But goodness. NFL officials at their jobs are much better than major league umpires at their jobs. Yeah, I think that's They're fair. both complicated. They're about easy. I'm not. That's yeah. not the argument. And I'm sure – Calling balls and strikes oh, with it, it, guys who are that precise is uh, is difficult. Well, and frankly, with a big freaking box going out, you missed that one. Missed that one. How'd you not miss that microcosm? To, you know, that, that microscopic thing two inches off the plate. Well, and, so. and 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 quality major league pitchers are working the edges. I mean, they're painting edges. They're never in the middle of the plate. And frankly, even when what it's talking about, and I could be wrong, I don't think you even are getting reprimanded for missing calls. I think it's like egregious things from a game management standpoint. I don't know that there's really any repercussions from just hey, it's judgment call stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, we'll talk recruiting in a minute. And we'll come back and do that. First, talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove. They're based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers, carriers, to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. So whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. Air and ground expedited services available as well. Call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. 
Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. I brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, that's the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Yesterday I was telling you about if you are um, someone seeking a job, uh, what to do. Also, remember, if your uh, company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a uh, mailbag up probably late tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Ship straight to your door. 10 minutes from freezer to plate. It's easy. It is convenient. It's giving you restaurant-quality shrimp, Right here with several different options, the Signature Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, the uh, French Quarter Alfredo, or the Garlic Herb Butter. You can take it. You can put it on salads, over vegetables, mix it with steaks, and much more. The convenience is where it's at with Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com, and use MPW. That code will give you $20 off your first order. So when you don't really know what you want, lunch, dinner, or whatnot, pop it in. Be ready in no time. Give you a great meal with Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Let's see. So, Marcel Reed, the... uh, Nashville area quarterback. Where's he from? Montgomery Bell That's Academy. Right. Okay. That's right. Which apparently has facilities that are they all right? Incredible. I get I, I get kind of the, the Nashville private schools, I get sort of mixed up in my head a little bit. Um CJ Bethard was from Battleground. Is that correct back in the day? For some reason that, that rings Does that, that rings ring accurate, yes. They've had some kids from Ensworth over the years. Where is is he's he was in the NFL. The forty ers forever. I don't yeah. know where he is now. I don't know. Good kid. Nice kid. Yeah, real nice kid. Back in the day. It's a crazy career, wasn't it? You look back, that was a crazy day. That's what you need. You need a Bethard, Iowa jersey. Oh, I do. That would That's be what su- you actually need. That would be sweet. Yeah. The whole the, – the, 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 need to work on that. Probably okay. know somebody who knows somebody. Was that was that, was that Houston? Or was that Freeze? Yeah, it was Houston. Freeze dropped him. He committed. That was free. He committed to Ole Miss under Houston in 2011. Okay. Because we talked to him on that Saturday that Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt so bad. Oh, that was that day. Yes. Was it really? Yeah, because we arranged to meet him and okay. had some issues, and then he came and found us and did the interview. 
That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He's a really nice kid. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah most, things most kids won't do. No. He he did it. Yeah. He was in the stadium, came out to do the interview, and then went back in. And the complication was he was there as a Vanderbilt unofficial visitor, and Vanderbilt was pissed off that we were interviewing him. I don't remember that part. Yeah, but it all worked out. Yeah, whatever. And by the end of the day, it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> his his tenure was in a mess at that point. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was the day that you went, nope, not going to work. Franklin had a good time that day. He was very he excited did. that afternoon. That was a sign that they were on the rise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, anyway, okay, Marcel Reed committing to Ole Miss yesterday to the point that um, – it's 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 kind of fascinating. Uh, what does it mean for Jaden Rashada? What does it mean for Marcel Reed? And it's they're broken up into two different things, and they're together all at the same time. Um, what I find fascinating about this is that look, common sense says that most situations are not going to be a Ryan Buchanan Devontae Kincaid situation. Is that two guys who have a lot of Division One offers as quarterbacks, especially in today's world, are not going to the same school? It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm I'm. Not from a media member, but just in general, I've seen that conversation across kind of the internet of, well, you know, maybe you get them both. No, you're not. You're going to get it one quarterback. And Rashada's in town for 48 hours. We know that Rashada has some NIL um, aspirations for his uh, his college career that are pretty steep. Yeah. Because um, he believes he's in the market of Nico and Arch Manning and 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 those and those guys. And he probably, and he probably is. is. Yes. And again, the market <laughs> and is that's, the market. That's an important thing to point out is that he probably is. So, I guess it's what's it, there's several different things. We'll kind of talk through this. Um, I'm just sort of introducing it before we just kind of brainstorm and have the conversation while we have microphones in our face. Is that. We don't know what happened. We don't know, did Rashada come in over the course of the weekend and something go, yeah, no, this is didn't, whatever. We don't know if, hey, we can't go there from an NIL standpoint to hit that. We don't know if Marcel Reed freaked out, saw Rashada, and went, hey, I got to get a spot. I got to make sure he doesn't go to Ole Miss, and I end up at Vanderbilt, no offense to the doors, and then you're on and on and on and yeah. on and on and on, and yeah. on however, that, whatever that looks like. Um, Because... Here's the deal, and this is not really about Marcel Reed. This is not about what he is or isn't. Rashada almost exclusively in ranking recruits and where people's ceilings are is the better, is the higher rated prospect. Is the is the guy with the yeah. larger ceiling is more ready. I mean, Marcel Reed's a project at this point. Yeah, it's got work to do. That if you're taking Reed right now, it at bare minimum has some level of negative connotation toward Rashada. No matter, even if you go, hey, Rashada, we're still going to recruit him, and if he signs, then Reed goes elsewhere. I mean, sure, we can play that game a little bit, but if yep. nothing else, this is a negative toward the recruitment of Jared Rashada at this point. And I guess the point is, and this is a huge why. I mean, it's the question, and I don't know the answer. Now it's fresh. Maybe we'll figure it out. We'll talk to people. We'll do what we can. But when it comes out of it, and it comes out of the weekend, what is your first blush thought on what this said or meant? Well, the most interesting thing to me has been people who normally will kind of fill me in a little bit on what something means or what's going on, stone silent. Um, so both Saturday and Sunday, people close to Ole Miss sought me out to tell me how good things were going with Rashada. Yeah. 
wasn't me calling and going, hey, what's up? How's it going? Because I, I typically don't do that. Um, it was going really well. Felt really confident about it. And then later Sunday, after you and I had already taped a podcast, so it was that evening, it came out that Marcel Reed was going to make an announcement on Monday. And so you and I started talking, and I was kind of scrambling around going, what is, this, what is it? What does it mean? And everybody started saying it's Ole Miss. And frankly, I was a little confused. And I'm still a little confused. And so I don't necessarily know what it means. I mean, I can take some guesses. The, the overriding guess on my part is that the risk of mentioning another school, I think it, I think it's, it's a, part of the story. It's a big part of the story. It's a pattern here. Rashada visited Arkansas a week before he visited Ole Miss. Correct. Arkansas coveted Jaden Rashada. Probably still covets Jaden Rashada. But when he was on campus in Fayetteville, they very clearly got the impression that his NIL desires were in a territory that they weren't comfortable going to or weren't confident they could get to. Mm-hmm. And there was also a concern out of there, according to people close to them, that this might take a while, this could go for a while, and we need to get our guy. And their guy was – their next guy was Malachi Singleton from Georgia yeah, sure. who committed to them yesterday. So they sort of just said that's probably too rich for our blood right now and moved on. So he comes to Ole Miss a week later – and five days later, he comes to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss covets Jaden Rashada. There's, I know that for an absolute oh, fact. Sure. There yeah, are people yeah. there who think he's one of the top two quarterbacks in this class. Sure. He goes there to Ole Miss, and I've, I know for a fact that NIL came up. And that was a, NIL was a, a topic of conversation Saturday afternoon, in right. fact. Um. I don't know whether the people at Ole Miss just felt like, hey, I can read the tea leaves here, whether they had the same concern as as Arkansas with, hey, this could go for a while. Other people are involved. The other people that are involved specifically are Oregon, Miami, Texas A&M just offered, and A&M gets involved. All jokes aside. You got to listen, yeah. And so maybe they said, hey, we – we really need to get a quarterback in this class. Our guys read. That's who we like. We can pull the trigger on Reed now and get this done because Marcel had kept coming back. Um, we can get this done now, but if we don't take his commitment now, is that going to spook him? And now Vanderbilt makes a run. And you get left out. Or whoever makes a run. And, and now they get their guy. And he doesn't want to back out of a commitment. That's my guess. My guess is that Ole Miss will continue to recruit Jaden Rashada. But for them to take Marcel Reed, it tells me that they think ultimately they're they're not going to get him. They can't go there from an NIL standpoint. And then that leads into another part of the conversation, which is, look, I get – on every level, I get the people that are like, hey, man, 
That is such a risk to give a high school kid that much money. Oh, 100%. I, I want, it's stupid. I, I get it. In it's fact, stupid. I think it's insane. But if that's the market, that's the market. And if you're not going to play in that market, what market do you play in? Which is why yesterday when Ole Miss put out – I'm doing the conspiracy thing now. When Ole, I know it was already out, but when they put on the internet the really well-done video about transfer to the SIP or whatever it was. really it was, well done. Incredibly well done. Yeah. It was maybe their best video I've seen in a while, and they're pretty good at what they I do. Mean, there are pro teams that don't put up yeah. videos that good. But when you get past the, hey, that was really well produced, and get down to the what was the, what was the meat, the meat was where the transfer school. We are the ideal transfer school. And you wonder, is that going to become not just your brand, but almost your exclusive strategy? Look, it's two very different things. Hey, we don't know if Rashada is the guy to give this level of NIL to. Sure. We don't know if we were, we are unable to give this level of NIL to a player. Those are two completely different things. That is not the best use of a lot of NIL money that we do have is an option. There are lots of NIL things here. But like you said, if you're if you're not jumping into the pool at all, what is your ceiling? Are we you're you're just saying you can't get high school kids in the top 100, 150, whatever right. whatever lot, you know, line of demarcation you want to put on it. Yep. You just can't get them. It is what it is, and that's no way. And it is it, it can't we, we can't swim in those waters. But if you didn't think you could at all, here's the deal: Jaden Rashada's number was known prior to this weekend. Yeah, why even bring him in? Yeah, because I mean, you you they thought they going into the weekend. I believe Ole Miss believed no, no, no. If this all works, it's all cool. Can we could make this happen? We did a whole damn podcast. Well, you had to believe that Ole Miss was aware that Jaden Rashada had gone to Arkansas the weekend before. They probably were following along a little bit, right? Sure. You're in the same division of the same conference. You pay attention to one another. But So they brought him in, knowing that Reed was coming in too. And so then I can't help but wonder, and I'm not saying this, was this your way of pushing Marcel Reed and to do it? Hey, this guy's here. He's here. Are you coming or not? And maybe it was. And if that was the case, then okay. okay. That'd be. But, you know, I don't know that to be the case at all. I'm telling you up front, I don't know. You got got another theory. On the other hand, I think they wanted, I think they want Jaden Rashada. Well, yeah. All things equal, I think Jaden Rashada would be the quarterback in the class if they could just go put their wand down on someone. Yeah, I mean, only look. There, there's, there's. No, he's not even an elephant in the room. It doesn't even matter anymore. I think the elephant has left the room. But this is the same year that Arch Manning's in a class. You want to get a big time quarterback that year? If yeah, say, look, you do whatever you need to do for your program, whenever, and PR can't carry your roster in any way. Positively, now you just got to put your your group together, whatever yeah. it needs to look like. However, Jaden Rashada would have been one of the guys that would have really been a salve to not getting Arch Manning in this class. Sure, you know, hey, we got our dude. It, sure, it is what it is. 
Well, he's a super charismatic kid. He's 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 a big, strong quarterback. Has a lot going for him. Um, would be the would send a signal to college football. You know, and so people do the thing about markets, right? People go, it's just not worth it. That's insane. It's crazy. The words that we use. Is it? For the sake of argument, is it? If Nico Iamaliva can get $8 million and Arch Manning can get more than that, and the kid that's from Detroit, whose name escapes me, and I've got it here, I had it here somewhere. Moore, I think it says Dante Moore. That's yeah. his last name, quarterback from Detroit. If he can get five, six million in NIL or more to go to Oregon or wherever he's going to end up going, well, that that becomes the market. That becomes the benchmark at which you, if you're another one of these highly recruited quarterbacks, you go, okay, well, I, where do I slot in? I used the Major League Baseball example the other day. Carlos Correa gets a three-year, 105.3 or whatever it was, million-dollar deal from the Minnesota Twins. Sure. Okay? So Dansby Swanson's a free agent at the end of this season, assuming he and the Braves don't reach an extension during the year. Mm-hmm. Is Dansby Swanson going to get Carlos Correa money? No. Would Dansby Swanson's agent be an absolute fool not to use that as one of the benchmarks? It's actually a better metaphor even than that because college football teams who are willing and able to do that is very similar to a pro league where only a certain number of teams would be willing to do that. Yeah. Yes, this is the market, but also I've got to find the teams that can actually do it, and you start matching slot for slot. Right. And then after that, hey, you're out of luck because all that's left is the Twins. I mean, you know what I mean? Like sure, sure. And that's one of the things that happened to Correa. He wanted the he wanted a deal that he couldn't get. It's kind of no different than a real estate market, right? I mean, if someone walks into your neighborhood and pays $800,000 over market value for a house, well, you turn around right away and call your realtor and go, hey, should we be selling? And your realtor's probably going to say, no, that was an anomaly. JM asking here, says, Chase, when it comes to NIL deals, what the heck is almost waiting for? They haven't done anything of significance. I Look, I'm not eligible to speak on that behalf, but my gut guess, and from what I've heard talking to people, Neil can probably agree or disagree here, is that they have taken more of the route of spreading it around versus spending a large chunk of your pool on one player, two players, that it's been more about, frankly, the transfer-type amounts that, 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 that are more palatable, if you will, from a transfer versus a high school kid and trying to be, a, be efficient with a number of players to this point. I feel like I know some numbers. Yeah. And I'm not, com- I'm not comfortable saying numbers out loud without confirmation of some sort. Um, but the transfer market, at least in this last cycle, the, the numbers weren't outrageous on NIL deals. You could get it done for a very manageable number. It was nothing, nothing that pushed this. I mean, I'll I'll say it was five figures. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not, not even six figures. So those are different kind of deals, and that, and that speaks to every, to my knowledge, every transfer that Ole Miss got. Their NIL deals were very manageable. 
the high school market for whatever reason has just been different than that, especially at the top of the high school market. And so we talked about this a lot and I think we're starting to see it come to fruition. There are only going to be a handful of programs that can swim in those waters. If the market stays the same. Now look, I expect the market's going to correct itself. A bust is inevitable. And a bust is going to be embarrassing. It's going to cost people jobs. It's going to it's going to it's going to lead to uh angst and acrimony and self corrections. Here's the thing too, and we'll tease this for in a second. How important because of the portal because of eligibility remaining on its current quarterbacks, on how much Ole Miss likes or doesn't like its current quarterbacks, how much do they even need a quarterback in this class? What does it actually matter? Think well, about it for a second. Talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Justin Hill Creamery, JustinHillCreamery.com. Go to the Instagram page, see what's going on with them. They are great about updating that every day, including the Mother's Day pre-order menu that's going on, dessert box. It's got cannolis, chocolate-covered strawberries, cheesecake dip, and more. They've got a high tea tray, artisanal cheese box they do for all occasions, and chocolate-covered strawberries. You can get those by the half dozen or the dozen. You can call them at 662-419-9201. You can pick it up May 5th through 7th. Send them an email even. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. They make all their cheese local and in-house and available on White Oak Lane right there off Molly Bar in Oxford with a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. Again, that is 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar in Oxford. If you're thinking about traveling this summer, maybe you're already planning a a holiday trip, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John traveled the globe for 37 years before he even got into the business, so he knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and then sit back, chill. He's going to come up with options that you're not going to find on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. Or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. We're brought to you by Pinnacle, which is home to the Pinnacle Advisory Services Team, their 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you're in uh, Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. 
for your prescription the same day each month and take care of you. They also make it very easy to transfer your medications to GM. If you're at a big box pharmacy who doesn't care about you, just give GM a call and they will handle the rest. Again, that is 662-236-2222 with free delivery, or they're in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs there on the square. Um, Yeah, look, I, we'll get back to that question in a second. There's no doubt. I mean, there is the thought of just spending the money in a lot of different places, spending it on a left tackle, spending it on whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's up to you, whatever you think you can do. Someone um, used the money ball analogy and you and I talked about this. It's an interesting thing, right? It's, mm-hmm. Which means you're kind of bargain shopping. You're you're kind of doing analytics. You're getting a guy that fits a need for you that maybe his market price isn't super high because of whatever. Moneyball also requires development that, frankly, is not as big of a part of college football anymore. Because you got to keep that guy happy long enough to develop into what you think he can be without jumping ship somewhere else. Right. Well, the other thing about Moneyball, the movie, the book, yeah, was about a team. A little and, engine. And that team had two Cy Young Award winners in its rotation in the peak of their careers. It had the best trio of pitchers in Major League Baseball at the time. That helped. And that's not even mentioned in the movie. And either. those guys... Barry it wasn't Z- Scott Hatterberg yeah. that got it done. Barry Zito and Tim Hudson, and who's the one I'm forgetting here? Um, Mark Mulder. Mark Mulder were five stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had a young third baseman, Eric Chavez, who would have been a high four-star. Yeah. They weren't just – David Justice out there being the guy that could. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, David yeah, Justice yeah. was older, sure, but he still had some gas left in the tank. You know, they had Giambi at one point on that team. Yeah. There's more to them than just – you know, Kevin Euclid. Mm-hmm. Uh, point being, I have Altmaier's a true sophomore. Dart's a true sophomore. Dart's already used his portal, so he would be sitting out if he were to right. leave again and go somewhere else. Whether it is true or accurate or not, Lane believes he can go into the portal most years and find a quarterback. I think we can safely say that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, they, yeah. need, they need Dart to get better and get better quickly. He's going to yeah. be the guy, but they believe they can do it. So I guess point being, some of this is perception. Some of this is you want quarterbacks that you're developing and guys you get in your system and guys that you believe in that you think can play. Because, yeah, you got to recruit some high school kids. You can't go sign 28 portal guys a year and no high school kids. But – is it necessarily some, oh, my God, if you don't get a quarterback right now, there's a problem? I mean, there's kind of always tomorrow with this. You've got well, years left on these dudes no matter what. I mean, to me, of all classes, other than it has Arch Manning in it, it doesn't feel like that critical of a quarterback class to me. You want one. Don't get me wrong. I, I think but, they feel like they really needed to get one, and they got one. Um, you know, And look, if, if you bring in Marcel Reed and, and he takes two years to develop and then he's your quarterback for three years, <laughs> you won. He doesn't have to step in and play right away unless he gets frustrated. And to your point, that's what you worry about now is, you know, are guys willing to sign up for development? I think quarterback's the one spot you still could develop a a, a young guy. The guys that are getting squeezed out now is the defensive end who's going to take two years to develop. Now you bring those kids in on visits and you wine them and dine them and photo uh, shoot them. And then 
when they sign with South Alabama, you kind of subtly say, hey, remember us. And look, it's possible they brought Rashada in. I was, for, I was waiting on it. Knowing that they couldn't afford him. Going, hey, you're going to go to A&M or whatever. And if it doesn't work out, remember where you had fun. Remember our remember our date. That dog is cute. You'll be able to throw him a tennis ball in two years. Yeah. You know. Come on back. We'll play with we'll play with juice. And I don't know that to be the case at all. In fact, I have zero No, we're just talking. I mean, I'm just We're spitballing at this there's point. There's a part of me that watches some of these visits happen and I think that's what's going on. This is about kind of like that line in uh the the moment in for love of the game when they go on the date and she goes, Well, what now? I see who I see, and you don't ask, you don't ask questions, and you see who you see, and I don't ask questions. And I'll see next, you in New York on the twenty fifth. Yeah, and he goes exactly. And maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's hey. It's never mattered more to finish second. You're going to go date some other people. You're even going to get serious with someone for a while, and we're going to keep dating people, and we might get serious with somebody, but just in case, let's remember we had this weekend. And maybe down the road we can have something more serious. Cool. Is that conceivable? It absolutely is. In today's college football, it 100% is. And again, for the record, I'm not saying that's the case. But I have watched the kids they've brought in and thought to myself on more than a handful of kids on both sides, the kids that aren't ready yet, and the kids that they probably can't afford right now, and gone, this is setting up something for the future. Potentially. Look, he ended up not being very good, but, I mean, you think about that for the years. Look, if you can get great players to your campus, even to visit, you do it, no matter what. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, it can't hurt you. There's no negative to that. So Rashada coming in was good, period. Sure. No matter what. But, yeah, I mean, you know, seven, eight years ago, that would have – the transfer portal, as it was, would have been a whole different connotation. Like, what was the kid's name? The running back, Derek Green, the Michigan running back that came in with Robert and Larry Miller oh, yeah, yeah. that day. Yeah. And Ole Miss wasn't getting Derek Green. He was going to Michigan, but she went, you know, it doesn't work out. Man, he might come play with Laquan and them in a, in a year. Sure. Like, there's a whole other level now that in the past, it was just, oh, well, he's here, but ah, whatever. Yeah. Come on. Right. And now it's, well, but. And like I said, the video comes out and Ole Miss starts. Okay, I did not. I'm going to be honest, and I don't know this. I did not think that video coming out when it came out yesterday was a coincidence. You did not think they just released the video because they hadn't yet put the video out from the Grove Club? I did not. I could be wrong, but it Do you think it was speaking to Jaden Rashada? That may be strong, but... Speaking to the Jaden Rashadas. Okay, fair. Yes, that's what I thought. Kiffin is too good of a marketer for that just to come out. Hey, it happened to come out. On, uh, I, I didn't buy that. Well, look, there is a transfer to the SIP sweatshirt. There is not a sign with the SIP sweatshirt that I'm aware of. Not yet. <laughs> no, it's that has become their brand. Their whole spring game, if you watch, I shouldn't say the whole spring game. One of the big themes of the spring game broadcast was the transfer portal. And Lane and, and, and them did nothing to steer away from that. At no point has you, have you heard Lane go, hey, look, this was a one-year thing. This is not what we want to be. In fact, what you hear from people inside the program is, hey, we're not going to sign many high school guys. We are not going to reach 
on high school guys as long as we can have this kind of success in the portal. It appears to be working. Jalen Robinson goes on the tra- in the transfer portal. Where's the first place he goes? Ole Miss. It might end up being the last place he goes. Yeah. Ole Miss appears to be a clear front runner for him. Um. If that's well, the, and when you get those guys and they play and they play well, and it's look, it's why people were at least look. Lane's going to play the person who wins because he's got to win. That's what matters. Hell, not going to lose to do something. But it's why in most places you go, well, hey, he's the quarterback because he transferred in to be the quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, you, I mean, you, the, you, the video you, that Jalen Robinson put up on Instagram or wherever with yeah. with Lane, where Lane's chauffeuring him around, and Lane goes, just one thing I ask: transfer to the SIP. I mean, they're putting that out there. It's very public. It's not – it's it's the brand. And maybe it's the strategy. And maybe they believe – and look, their roster kind of starting to look like this, that it works. And if Ole Miss is good this season coming up, yeah. okay, if if we're at the end of nine next season, more. if we're talking about a 9-3, and 10-2 team again. Yeah, nine or more. It's the transfer portal that got them there. That's That will be why. Because if it weren't for the transfer portal, if they were doing a traditional rebuild where you, hey, bringing in a bunch of young guys, and this, this would, they, they would be taking a step back because the second half of that schedule would just be too daunting. We would be talking about six and six. And we've mentioned this multiple times, and it's very relevant here. They're getting a lot of multi-year guys, so it's not just Troy Brown one and dones. And then two, like I said a minute ago with Dart, They've already transferred. So you're not going, got it. Got to right. get them in right now or they're not. No, you're cool. Yeah. They're here. Well, guys like Ivy and They're Craig your dudes and, the rest of the way. Yeah, those are guys that are in your program for a couple of years. And that's a win. Sure. And I would think he would tell you that's the sweet spot in recruiting. Oh, that's, yeah. Two to three year transfer who's used that 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 guy who's transferring in who has two or more years to play. That's the sweet spot. We talked about this last week. I mean, you know, there's some spots where you take a guy because you have to have someone to plug and play. Mason Brooks, Troy Brown, Chance Campbell a year ago. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, have, everybody does the rental player. We I have mean. a whole, let's get a rental. This is a, if you're a professional team, that's signing a, a vet to a one-year deal. Yeah, or at the break, though, and he's signing elsewhere at the end of the season. Right. Here's the deal, too. Lane has talked about putting his roster together in NFL and professional terms the entire time, since day one, even before the portal became what it became, because we didn't know that exactly in fall of 19. But here's the deal, too. I think he relates with that kid better. I think Lane relates with the portal kid better, who's seen some stuff and been around and is not worried about, oh, i got to make sure. I mean, Lane loves the, the picture in the marketing, don't get me wrong. But the kid who's just obsessed with, oh, I really need only this photo op and all this. And instead, it's, hey, what's the deal? You want the ball? Come play. We'll put you in the NFL. We'll do this. Like, it's not all that other stuff. There's a big difference in an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old from a maturity standpoint who's been in a program yeah. and seen it and went, hey, that crap doesn't matter. That's over the day you walk into the in, into the building for the first time whenever you enroll. And sure. now we're just practicing and playing and grinding and the whole deal. And Sure. I think that's I think that's Lane's favorite player to deal with, is the dude who goes no, no, no. Just here's what I want. I think so. Here's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Get me to the league. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, 
You cool? I'm cool. All right, let's do this. I mean, I remember talking to Michael Triggs' dad the very first day that he was in the portal. Really liked Ole Miss, liked John David Baker, liked that Lane had gotten tight ends, the way that he used tight ends, wanted to get to the league, wanted to win the Mackey Award. Pretty simple. Really wasn't about bells and whistles anymore. Wasn't about glamour and all that stuff. It was, and that's not picking on the kids. I mean, the 17 year old kid that comes in for the photo shoot, I've had it. Whatever. How the coaches get through those without curling up into a ball is beyond me, but. Who was the who gave the quote about how authentic Brian Kelly was a couple days ago? I always saw the pullout quote and I went, Hold on a minute, hold <laughs> on. I got questions. Yeah. And he was like, No, no, he's more authentic than any former LSU. I was like, hold on what's that say about Les Miles? Because Kelly. Yeah. He's more he's authentic. He's thinking a southern accent. Yeah, I mean, come on. And doing the dancing thing and st- come on. Stop. I really want him to fail. I don't know why. But I, I know why. I do. I, I want him to fail. You're I want cheering LSU harder against LSU than any other team in the league. Oh, well, hold on now. If whoa, I told whoa, you, whoa, if whoa, I told whoa, you, whoa. if I told you that you get to have a failure, you okay, get to have uh, a flaming disaster of a failure season? next season. No, it's A and M. Really? No, 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 okay. no. no. I, I, the A and M message board. Oh, that's true. No, please. Yeah, if you told me. Within even a little bit of reason, A and M goes six and six next year. Yeah. Oh God. I. I. I no. None of that's it. No. LSU can go ten and two. I don't care. No. A and M six and six. Let me find something. That's what I want. I. No. It's A and M. It's not close. Now LSU is probably second. I'm trying to think who would be second beyond that. It's all Brian Kelly. It's not even really the program. So if I drew up a scenario where A and M. Starts out two and zero. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have their schedule. I have it up. So. Okay. Can you imagine? This is the following is not going to happen. But if it did, yeah, I'm sure. with you. It, this would be glorious. Yeah, no, it's taking them. Lose to Miami on September 17th. Sure. Lose the uh, Arlington game against Arkansas. Sure. Then go to Starkville and lose. We would all combust right there. I two, mean, that's oh, yeah. not happening. Because you know what's after that is Alabama. Oh, and that's all you need at that point. Or let me have the stretch where they they go to South Carolina, all full of themselves, and get popped. Sandstorm starts playing, and then you got the lose back to back home games to Ole Miss and Florida. Lose at Jordan Hare in November. In all seriousness, it's a program that is always kind of teetering when things kind of go poorly. They're a really young team. Now, that, the scenario you're painting is not going to happen. No. But if you told me they hit some emotional, mental adversity yeah. and kind of freak out for a couple of weeks and yeah. it falls apart, I would kind of buy that. Yeah. You've got all this NIL and all these expectations and all this stuff with a stupid young team that's going to get popped in the mouth in this league a little bit. I'm sure they could go roll a 10-2, and two, but they could also go roll 7-5. and five. Grind has a really good question here and it's the one that i have too the portal can make you good but can it make you great can you become a great team with portal guys 
Yeah, let me think about it for a second. Uh, first, tell you nor- about Northeast Spark, any SPARC, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Portal controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and phone service available if you would like that. Also, if you don't have internet in Union or Pontotoc County, give them a call. Same number, 662-238-3159. Again, that's anyspark.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for uh, almost three-quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. Uh, we're also brought to you by ACS. My buddy Clay McNutt established ACS in 2013 there in Baldwin, Mississippi. It is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. Um, if you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers, ACSLLCMS.com, or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. For twenty percent off your purchase, uh, and you can go to Dead Soxy, DeadSoxy.com. Enter the uh, promo code Rebel Grove at checkout and get thirty um, percent. No, I'm sorry, twenty five percent off your uh, order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. And then I was looking; I thought I had it here. Chase Southern Traditions Farm. Go there and um, go to Southern Traditions Farm on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, check them out. Uh, don't forget their camps are coming up starting on May the 30th. They have, I think, five summer camps uh, all Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 2 p.m. Get in touch with them on social media to sign up. Look for Susan Walt or, um, yeah, just get in touch with them. They're at um, Southern Traditions Farm. So what are we classifying as great Winning the winning the division, yeah, being a playoff team, being a true playoff contender. Because last year, if you look at Ole Miss, honestly, they were built on program guys. Lane uh-huh. came in and took over a program and built it. Took took what had been a, a foundation and maximized it. Matt Corral was a quarterback had been in the system sam williams jerry and ely connor ben brown i mean those were guys that had been at ole miss all those dudes been at ole miss for a long time this year coming up is like the first big litmus test where you go this is a bunch of transfer guys and it's also where when you look at it ole miss wants to have a better overall roster because of the transfers than last year where the defense as a whole is better it's Mm -hmm. Because it, it, if you want to get really, not even pessimistic, but if you can't look at it as, hey, this guy's replacing this guy, and this guy's replacing this guy, and this guy's replacing this guy, A, that's not fair or relevant, but you're not 
replacing really good college football players who've graduated with equal players right off the bat from a portal. I mean, whomever, if it's if it's just for the portal conversation, if it was Jackson Dart, he's not going to be Matt Corral in year one. That's not a fair comparison. You know, Jared Ivey is not going to be Sam Williams from day one. You know, right. frankly, even whether it be Tennyson or Ashim Young, they're not Jake Springer from day one. They're not going to be the same skill set, do some of the same things. You've got a lot of spots where you go, well, no, it actually would be a decline, but that's not the point. I mean, if Cedric Johnson is the guy that needs to take the step to be more of a sure. Sam Williams-type player, if you will. You know, I know. I think they hit on the running backs. I think the backfield overall is better than last season with Evans Agreed. and Bentley and Judkins, too. Um, you can do it, but you've got to get the quarterback exactly right. You've got to be elite at quarterback, I think, to do it. And now that's, duh, you've got to be elite at quarterback no matter what. But even more so with the portal. I think you've got to 100% hit the right quarterback, and then it's what Lane's got to show. You can't have a year where the portal doesn't hit. And when I mean that, I mean you either, A, don't get them, or B, they don't turn into or are the player that you expect them to be. And some of that is expectations. Yeah. I mean, Lane can't expect Ashim Young to go out and be Ed Reed. He's got to be the same guy he was at Iowa State. It was it was Kermit's fault with Ty Fagan. Ty Fagan's the exact same dude he was at Georgia. Yeah. But you made him play 32 minutes instead of 18 minutes or whatever it was, and he couldn't do that. So you can't ask the portal guys to do more than they are capable of being. You have to understand, you know, like they're going to take Jared Ivey and go, no, we can fix him. We can make him into a dominant guy that fits the way his body looks. And maybe they do. But there's a lot of self-evaluation, self-scouting in this portal thing that is very, very relevant to taking that next step. But, no, it's, it's doable. And I think Ole Miss is becoming the reputation to at least get those looks because whereas they're not getting them out of high school kids, when a kid jumps in the portal, he at least looks over at Lane and goes, hey, that's working for some people. Sure, let's go sure. see what that looks like. You know, They need Zach Evans to have a big year. They need several of these guys to have years where you go, oh, no, here's the evidence of that, especially if Luke ends up being the quarterback. Nothing against Luke, but you don't have the quarterback to push through the portal at that point. Well, if Luke ends up being the quarterback, I think you can sell that to high school kids. Oh, you can. Hey, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a guy that I – mean, because people forget Lane took the job in – we do these podcasts every day, so I know sometimes this is repetitive. Um, Lane took the job in December of 19, and one of his first stops was Starkville, and it was to see Luke Altmeyer, who at the time was committed to Florida State. Um, it, we, we, we went from come to the flip to the sip yeah, yeah, to yeah. come to the sip to now it's transferred to the sip. But um, he got Altmeyer to flip, spent a year as the apprentice under Matt Corral, and if Luke ends up winning the job and having success, I mean, I, I think you can recruit to that as well. The only thing I would say is this is this is just me being skeptical. I think you can go get running backs and defensive backs and maybe even an offensive tackle sure. in the portal all the time and plug and go. But that does not feel like a great strategy at quarterback. I still think at quarterback you need the guy who comes in Uh, is part of because your, you're taking a guy that didn't work for some reason. Is part of your program who comes up, who has the respect of all of the team, and so that when he wins the job, when he takes that huddle, he's your guy. And I think when you're taking over, like like Shane Beamer at South Carolina, I don't think Spencer Rattler is going to run into friction because obviously they like, hey, we needed a quarterback. He's a guy, whatever. 
But, you know, like at other places, I think, where you've got development guys who've come in and they've paid their dues and it's their turn. It's their turn to have a shot. Sometimes I think they have to get that shot at that position. I don't even know if I'm making sense. Yeah, no, I get it. The quarterback thing is it feels like it, it's a different position because it is a different position. And there's a leadership element. There's a continuity element. There's a taking over in the summer element to quarterbacks. Yeah. That it's got to be the right guy. Yeah, you you want your – And when you bring a portal in, you're probably fighting with somebody who's already there and already has that chemistry. It's a big part of last season at Ole Miss. There was no question, no question at all, hey, who's who's the face of the program? Who's our leader? Who's the guy that when he raises his hand to speak, everyone stops and listens? It was Matt which was something that Matt had to grow into, but it was Matt. Mm-hmm. And people that had been in the program with Matt knew that, hey, this guy's been through some shit. This isn't some golden child plucked and put in there and, hey. Just handed the silver spoon. No, no, he had to earn it. He's been through the grind with us. I saw him lose his job. I yeah. saw him stand on the sideline as the backup. I saw him go through all that. I know he thought about leaving, but he stayed. We're all in this. He's been here a long time. There was a lot of that on last year's team, man. A yeah. lot of that. And when they got that text from him on, in July, I go, all right, we're going to show. Yeah. He, it's two. He sent it. Let's yeah. go. When he goes, hey, we're we're throwing at yeah. 6 a.m. Or we're throwing at yeah. 4.30. Okay. Okay. We're there. Yeah. No questions asked. So that was the big part of last year's team. I feel like it's part of the team that we didn't cover very well. Yeah. Um, frankly. So this year you bring in all these transfer guys – and you've got, I think, what's a more talented roster. I don't – I mean, I've had people go, I think you're overplaying the chemistry thing. I'll tell you this, people inside the program are telling me that I'm not overplaying the chemistry thing, that it is something that has to be built, has to be developed. It's very important. It matters. It's the one thing about not having a quarterback going into the summer. You don't have that one guy. You don't have that, that one guy. Now yeah. they both have to do it, and there's this competition, and – Look, I'm sure they'll both tell you, hey, we get along. And, I like and they it. need to be on the same schedule as far as they need to kind of do it at the same time. You don't yeah. need, hey, these three, Trigg and Watkins go with yeah. him, and no. this guy goes yeah. with him. It's got to be and that's kind of almost up to them, too, to get together and, and go, hey. And that's harder to do when you're competing for the yeah. job. To go, hey, 630, we need to both. Yeah. You know, like last year, Luke Luke goes, and, I mean, I'm sure Luke would have loved to have been the quarterback, but he knew Matt was the quarterback. Yeah, sure. And so you take that. He spot. showed up when Matt yeah, told him. He to showed up. up, and you say, "Okay, I'm gonna learn here." Yeah. Close here because I thought this was a decent trivia question. We're back to baseball for a second. Okay. We got plenty more NFL and stuff as the week goes on. Uh, most career home runs for players who played their entire career for one franchise. Most career home runs for a player who played his whole career in one place. Okay. What do you think? And the first name that came to mind was uh, Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks is fourth on the list with 512 home runs. Okay. Um, you can tell I give him no heads up that these things are coming. Babe Ruth. Uh, that is incorrect. No, Babe Ruth he played was, for Boston. He did. Yeah, there's a whole. Uh, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig is on that list. He's like fifth or sixth. 493 okay. home runs. That is correct. Is Al Kaline on this list? Al Kaline is like 11th or 12th on this list at 399 home okay. runs. Hank Aaron technically played for one organization, but he moved around, so he doesn't count, right? 
Um, he is not on this list. Okay. Uh, the number one one I would have not gotten. It's a little more your era. I thought you would have gotten number one. I would have gotten two, three, and four pretty quickly. And then my kind of, era, one guy, one franchise. Yeah. I'm going to hate myself in a minute. You are? Yeah. There's also a Cub on this list. The Cub would be Ron Santo, right? Uh, the, curb would be, the Cub would be Ernie Banks. Yeah, I already so, said Banks. Oh, you did. Oh, that's yeah. when you said it. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. He is the only Cub on this list as I'm scrolling. Sorry. Okay. Because, like, Billy Williams played in oh. Oakland for a little while, so he, he wouldn't yep. be on that list. Um, My era. Because, like, Harmon Killebrew played one season for the Royals his very last season in Major League Baseball. There's a couple like that. Too. I'm trying to think my my era. I'll give you some at the bottom. Uh, Cal Ripken at 431s on this list. Jeff Bagwell at 449s on this list. Carl Yastrzemski at 452s on this list. Chipper at 468s on this list. Willie Stargell at 475. Stan Musial at 475. Oh, I think Joseph King just got one. And there's four more left. Mike Schmidt. He is number one. Yeah. Mike Schmidt, 548 home runs. Number two is Mickey Mantle with 536 home runs. Okay. Probably should have gotten that. And then number three, 521, is uh, Ted Williams. Oh. I didn't realize he hit that many home runs. Yeah. And then Mel Ott, 511. Yeah. Schmidt is my era. I mean, when I was a kid, Mike Schmidt was stud. Yeah. Miggy got to 3,000. He's on pace to be one of only three players in Major League history to have 3,000 hits, at least 500 home runs, and a 300 career batting average. Who are the other two? Uh, Willie Mays is one, right. and I think Hank Aaron is the other one, but I could be wrong. But I want to say it was Aaron. But I know Willie Mays is one of the other two. Because, like, Ted Williams didn't get to 3,000 hits. Obviously, he hit over 300 and – and there's lots of dudes with 298 batting averages. Barry Bonds and Mickey Mantle both at 298 for their career. What would George Brett end up hitting? You know, off the top of your head, like batting average. Yeah, he was over 300, right? George Brett average career 305. Yeah, but he get 500 home runs. He had 300 and something home runs. I idolized George Brett as a kid. Oh, really? Oh, would. Yeah, would go to Arlington to see him play. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, two ninety five for Alex Rodriguez career batting average. Yeah. He really fell off there at the end. So, because sustaining that through the twilight years is a bit of a so hard. Yeah, to hit. Stretch. It's like you watch like Joey Votto now, and just sometimes it gets overmatched, and mm -hmm. you people you you're like that guy is an elite. I mean, elite of the elite hitters. Yeah. Um, just tells you how great, like, Ken Griffey Jr. was. How just phenomenal he was. Mm -hmm. Just what an incredible. With the right health. Oof. Yeah. I mean, well, and how good Shohei is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, he might be the best player. Potentially, his numbers are only. The only person that's in the same ballpark with him is is Babe Ruth. We're not going to get down the road because we're done for, we're done for the day. But it is the most egregious and fascinating thing that the Angels have been so irrelevant with Trout and Shohei over this course of yeah. period of time, back to back. Yeah, just fascinating. So.
those two guys on the same yeah. roster, and you can't be even a playoff team, right? Can't or be no like not just noticeable. Can't develop arms. Yeah. Nothing. It's just yeah, it's a mess. So, all right. We will uh, be back with you tomorrow, Rebel Grove in the meantime. And then for those interested, again, Ole Miss and Southern Miss, Southern Miss Mississippi State, not Southern Miss, tonight, 6 o'clock from uh, Trustmark. Take care. Talk to you soon.